Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I am Joe Riccardi, and I am a pastor of uh, Park Community Church's Lincoln Park location. And throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast. And instead, we will be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us, and we hope you will enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut. I'm Joe Riccardi. Today is the last day of the week, and we are going to continue in the book of Acts uh, that was started earlier this week. And um, I, I'm following up from Lisa Bishop, who spoke yesterday from Acts chapter 9 on the conversion of Saul, the conversion of the Apostle Paul. People have said he is the greatest Christian, bar none. Uh, save Jesus Christ. So today, we're going to pick up the story in Acts chapter 10 and 11. I'm going to primarily focus on chapter 10. not going to read the whole thing to us, uh, but there are uh, some things uh, I need to read just to set some context and hopefully apply it a little bit to our lives. We're told in Acts chapter 10, uh, we read at Caesarea, Caesarea, there was a a man named Cornelius a centurion. Uh, He was a commander uh, of what was known as the Italian cohort. And so this story takes us to the coastal city of Caesarea, named after uh, the the, the ruler Caesar, Augustus Caesar. It was a garrison city named after him. It was really the administrative capital of the province, province of Judea. And we are told about this man, uh, Cornelius, something about him. He's a devout man, verse 2 says of chapter 10, who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. And then the story transitions uh, when we're told about the ninth hour or about three o'clock, he has a vision. And in this vision, an angel of God comes into him and says, Cornelius, and verse 4 says, And he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa. Joppa is about 30 miles south along the coast. And bring one Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and the devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So what we're going to see, friends, this is an incredible turning point in the book of Acts. And we're going to continue reading through this, but this is when... Um, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag, um, and so maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just continue. I was wanting to share it with you, but stay with me, because this is um, a pivotal point in the entire book of Acts, and it's in, in some ways there's some uh, relevance to all that has been going on this past uh, week or two in our city and our country. So in chapter 10 still, in verses uh, 9 through 16, we hear about the vision that Peter has. Um, As these people are approaching the city, Peter goes up on his house top about the sixth hour to pray. 
and we're told that he became hungry, verse 10 says, and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open and something like a great shear descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. All the vo- And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now we're told that as Peter was wondering about the perplexity of the vision uh, of what it might mean, the men who were sent by Cornelius came to his house and stood out at the gate, we're told. And in verse 18, called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And then we're told while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, Three men are looking for you. Rise, go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And then they told them that Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy agent to send for you, Peter, to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited, uh, so he invited them to be his guests. The story continues, again, I'm not going to tell all the details, but when Cornelius meets him, he tells him that four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And he tells him that a man stood before him in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. And again, Peter, Cornelius recounts to Peter the vision. And, and then Peter and then Cornelius says, so I sent for you at once and you have been kind enough now to come. And he says, now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. This is incredible. Here it is. I mean, what a story. It doesn't need any added commentary. So now Peter is going to speak to Cornelius. And here's what he says. And to the group that is gathered with him, friends, this is, again, I said, a turning point in the gospel that I would suspect is some of the greatest news for most of us on this podcast, uh, lest there be some Jewish believing Christ followers on this podcast. The Gentiles get to hear the good news. Cornelius, right? I don't know if I made that clear enough, um, was not a Jew. The gospel message had only come to the Jewish people up to this point in the book of Acts. And so now Peter opened up his mouth in verse 34 and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. I want to quote the legendary John Stott uh, when he says, he means that God's attitude to people is not determined by any external criteria such as their appearance, race, nationality, and class. Instead and positively, God accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. What a message that we need to be reminded of 
in light of the time that we are facing right now, what, um, what a cause for jubilation in our hearts, right? That God shows no partiality, but to everyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Not the color of our skin, not the amount of money stored up in our accounts, not how smart we are. Uh, God does not show partiality to any of that. It's those who fear him. And as for the word, Peter goes on to say, he sent to Israel preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. These verses are so good. You have to hear them and let them minister to your heart. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed. John the Baptist he's referring to. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are his witnesses of all he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Peter's saying we were with him. We know Jesus. We ate with him. We drank with him. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to judge, to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Hallelujah, friends. Friends, we, don't, we, we can't skim over this and just go on. This is the good news. Peter has made this incredibly crystal clear to us. So for those of us who are Christ followers, let the word of God ignite a renewed joy in your heart for what God has done. They put him to death. Christ was put to death by hanging on a tree for our sins, your sin and my sin. But God raised him on the third day and then he appeared to people, right? They could testify. We saw him as one who rose from the dead. And then Jesus gave them this command, go and preach to the people. I'm preaching to you right now. And testify that he is the one appointed by God, Jesus Christ, to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness. All the Old Testament prophets point forward. Look forward to Jesus, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So I need to pause right here. And invite you today, right now, Saturday, June 6th, wherever you may be, have you believed in Jesus Christ today for the forgiveness of your sins? Have you bowed before him and acknowledged Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God? There is no other. He has no equal. He has no rival. He stands alone as the Lord of the universe. I would just invite any today to receive him as Lord.
to turn from sin and follow him. And scripture says, Jesus says in John chapter 3, um, you must be born again and enter the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives Christ experiences the new birth. John chapter 1 says, to all who believed in him, to all who receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but children um, who are born of the Spirit. And so I would uh, just beckon you today to receive Christ and those of us who have received him to relish in how great of a salvation. And then we're told in the, uh, the few remaining verses of chapter 10, isn't this a great chapter? I got a great chapter here uh, to speak on. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised, from among the Jewish people who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Friends, you have to remember of the hostility between the Jew and the Gentiles. I'm going to quickly go over to Ephesians chapter 2, which I know Lisa uh, quoted yesterday. Um, uh, th- there was a great divide between the Jew and the Gentiles. Um, Jesus, Paul says in chapter 2 of Ephesians, this is so good, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is himself as our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, right? By abolishing the law of command commandments down in the flesh. Um, I'm sorry. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both, Jew and Gentile, to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Jesus Christ, through him, we both have access to the Father, Jew and Gentile. And then he says in verse 46, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. This is so glorious. And so Peter's teaching here is that for any who would receive Christ, who any who have trusted in Christ, baptism is an outward mark of that profession of faith. And so I would invite any here today who have not been baptized to sign up for one of our baptism classes. I know at Lincoln Park, we have some coming up. I would trust that Near North as well and our other locations as well. We have some coming up as we look into what baptism might look like this summer. Make your faith public in Jesus Christ, declaring like Paul says in Romans 1, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward grace. And for those of us who are Christ followers, just like the Jews, the Holy Spirit has filled us and we are in Christ and and we have his spirit now to guide and to lead us. Ephesians 1 says we have now been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We cannot lose him. If we are followers of Jesus, genuine followers of Jesus Christ, the spirit is the guarantee of our deposit of which is to come, Ephesians chapter one. And so we thank God for his Holy Spirit We ask him even right now, God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Guide us, 
We thank you as um, many of us, I suspect, in this call are Gentile believers. Thank you that in this great chapter of Acts chapter 10, uh, the, the gospel came to us. And so we just thank you so much, God, that you made a way uh, for those outside of your, your, the Jewish people to come to know Jesus Christ. But what we read here in Acts chapter 10, isn't this wonderful? And then Acts chapter 11, Peter goes on to report all this to the church and explain to them. In verse 17, he says, If then God gave the same gifts to them as he gave to us when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Right? And they all glorify God saying, then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Hallelujah. Isn't this glorious? And then listen, uh, this is uh, Acts chapter 11 is a Jeopardy question. When you, see, when you see on Jeopardy, I don't know if they'll ever ask this, but if they ask, uh, when were, where do we read about, um, in what city were the disciples first called Christians? Well, we read about that in Acts chapter 11 when we read, and in Antioch. Uh, the disciples were first called Christians. What a glorious two chapters, friends. My heart's encouraged and blessed by what God has done for us in Christ that we uh, see when the good news, see how the good news came to us. God used a man, uh, a ruler named Cornelius from Caesarea and then a vision by Peter and then Peter comes and declares the message Holy Spirit falls upon believers. They get baptized. This is glorious. This is the daily cut. I pray you have been blessed. You have been encouraged. No matter what you may be facing this day in your life, pray that all of us would keep looking to God, looking to Christ for his direction, for his filling of the Spirit, that we might be satisfied in him. Have a great rest of Saturday, Sunday. Lord's blessings be upon you. And we'll be back next week.